Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Ron Leach and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Ron. Hi, Jonna. Welcome to the top. I'm happy to be here. Me too. Do you know what we're celebrating today? I do. Realtor Safety Month. You got it. Today we are joined by Officer Christopher Bianas of the Plano, Texas Police Department's Crime Prevention Unit. Realtor safety and crime prevention is something that Officer Bianas is uniquely qualified to discuss. He's been an officer for over 24 years, and for the past 14, he has provided safety trainings to realtors across Texas on personal safety, property safety, and active shooter situations. Additionally, Officer Bianas has received numerous commendations and awards, including 2017 Texas Crime Prevention Specialist of the Year. Sounds like we have the perfect guest to discuss ways realtors can improve their safety. I certainly agree. Hi, Officer Bianas. Hey, good morning. Good morning. We really appreciate you taking time to talk with us today. Well, happy to be here. Officer, to kick off our discussion this morning, I would like to ask, are realtors at an increased risk of being a victim of crime? Many moons ago, Ron, I was working as a realtor about 30 years ago. And one thing that they didn't talk much about was safety. And when I became a police officer and started studying victimology and what criminals are looking for, it dawned on me that realtors are engaged in very risky behaviors. So one of the things that I speak on is personal safety. When I'm talking generically and not specifically to realtors, my safety rule number three is never leave crime scene number one because crime scene number two is going to be worse. And the reason crime scene two is worse than crime scene one is because it's isolated and you're going to be the focus of the crime. The risk that realtors are involved in is that they go into that type of of environment daily when they're going into residences. When they go in, they close that door. They are isolated with people that, for the most part, they don't know. And when you do that, there is some risk involved. That makes a lot of sense. So um, is it possible for realtors to mitigate their risk? And if that is possible, can you share some of your top safety tips? Well, one of the first, my first safety rule when I'm talking to realtors is safety rule number one is to identify your client before you meet him somewhere or put him in your car. And then I ask, and then there was been some surveys done, and about 50% of realtors don't do it. Now, when I ask my live audience, raise your hand if you think that's a good idea to identify your client. Every hand goes up. And then I have them discuss among themselves why they're not doing that, why they're skipping that important step. And every time there's three things that come up, they don't want to inconvenience the client. They don't want to take the extra time, and there's a fear of losing the sale. So quite often, they'll skip that important step of identifying your client. Why would identifying your client be a good idea, do you think? Well, the the one thing that I would honestly uh, be cautious of is, you know, who are you letting into your car? You know, um, you've never met this person before. If If it's a new client, let's say. Uh, you may be meeting them at the office. Um, you know, you may be having them, fi- you know, fill out the the right paperwork, a buyer's representation agreement, but you still really don't know this person. So I, I'm, I'm always a little bit cautious of, you know, on, on new clients is, you know, what precautions can I take before they actually get into my car? 
That's some good thinking right there, Ron. So, John, what do you think about that? Why would it be important to identify your client? I agree with um, what Ron said. You need to know who you're going to be around. And also, you know, if there's any way to share that information with your office, they need to know, you know, who you're with as well. So if anything were to happen, you know, someone knows who that individual is. Exactly. Oh, good thinking. Both of those are, are great thoughts. One of the big crimes we're seeing across the country and probably all over the world is these romance scams. So for any uh, single agent out there, let me just give you a quick little tip on that. Never give any money to any person that you have not met. If you only know them online or on the telephone, do not send money. Now, the reason that's important is why don't those romance scammers come on camera? There's always some excuse. They're always out of the country. There's poor Wi-Fi. The reason they don't want to come on camera is they don't want to be identified. And the reason that a criminal would be reluctant to go into the realtor office is they don't want another person, the receptionist or anyone else or, or the realtor, to get a eyes on that person. They'll be caught on camera when they most likely walk in the office. And then you're going to identify them by taking a copy of their driver's license and anyone who's doing legitimate business, let me ask you, Ron and Jonna, if, if someone is going to go all the way and close a deal, and by the way, until it funds, you don't get paid. So if they're going to go all the way to funds, what kind of personal identifying information and this personal information are they going to have to give up, assuming they're going to take out a loan? Well, that, that's why the, uh, the, the financing uh, person, whoever they're going to get with a loan, it becomes part of that team, that whoever that person uh, is purchasing a house. Uh, you, I, I look at the team concept. You have real estate agents on both sides. You have a finance person who obviously is going to be introduced to this agent, I mean to the, uh, to the client. Um, and so that's where, to me, uh, the, the key contact would be is from the third-party financer that uh, would get to introduce themselves to the client and get a lot of personal information from them. That is really a smart idea, and that's one of the, the tips I give is to upfront, we want to go ahead and get someone uh, pre-qualified. Tell them how important it is and to have that pre-qualification, but that also gives you that security team that's vetted that person, saw that person, got their personal information, and someone who's uh, planning on doing some kind of crime is not going to do this. And that's why these are some really good front steps to keep yourself safe, is to have them come in. They're going to have to give all this information to go to funding anyway. If they start balking at coming into your office to get a copy of their driver's license for you to write down the vehicle description, license plate number, that is kind of a red flag. In law enforcement, we might call that a clue. So be cautious of things like that. Sometimes people still have problems, though, because they think, I don't even office out of my office. I, I do most of my stuff at home. Right. And if the property I'm going to show them on the other side of town, it's not going to be convenient to have them come all the way over here and then go over there. So in a situation like that, John, what could you do? Um, I would say that maybe you can ask them to 
um, meet you at a, a safe location, maybe to identify them. Maybe that's a police station or a fire department or, or somewhere um, where you're not asking them to meet you at the first listing. Well, then also uh, yeah. to, to meet in a parking lot, may, it might be a shopping center parking lot, you know, where there's going to be other cars around, other people walking around, uh, where you're not going to be by yourself. That's good ideas. And, and parking lots, too, can be somewhat problematic. We've had people who've disappeared in parking lots and never seen again. So maybe if you just go into like a Starbucks and you say, hey, just uh, we'll meet real quick. And, and since you can't come in, what we normally do, just so you know, for safety practice, just our office safety policies, we get a copy of your driver's license. And so I can just meet you there. I'll snap a quick picture, send it to the office. And again, if they, you start hearing that you want to do that, they're going to have to walk into a business that's probably got cameras and you want to take a picture, they might just balk. If all of a sudden they're telling you that they're from they're an FBI agent and they're coming in from Quantico and they just have a short time, and it's easy to meet them in this vacant house and things aren't adding up. And especially you start getting that gut feeling. If I could leave the listeners with one thought, the most important thing you could do to keep yourself safe Trust your intuition. Well, let me say it again. Best thing you can do to keep yourself safe, trust your intuition. When something doesn't feel right, listen to yourself and then come up with some other options that are going to increase your safety, like the things that we're discussing now. That's very, very good information. So, um, Officer Bianas, um, do you have any tips for um, maybe beyond that first contact with a potential client? Maybe it's while they're showing property or maybe it's during an open house situation. Sure. And uh, before we get off this, if, if you have somebody who doesn't want to come in and you, you feel like you, you need to make this contact, something else you could do is you could tell someone, say, okay, let me just get grab the information from you. If you would go ahead and uh, uh, tell me your how you spell your name as it's written on your your, your document. What do you have? What what state your driver's license from? Oh, it's from Texas. Okay. What is your uh, t- spell your your name as it's written on your license plate? And you write that down. And what's the birth date on there? And you write that down. And you write down the the, the Texas driver's license number. And you're writing this down so that you can fact check this later. And what you're going to do is you're going to go over to your little computer. And you're going to go to whatever you use. One thing that I would get if I was now going back into real estate is like a subscription to publicdata.com. So for like fourteen eighty six a month, you can get 600 monthly lookups or you can pay like $34 a year and get 700 lookups per year. And what you can do is now enter that information in your little database and you're going to get a return. You're going to get a DL return. You're going to get a criminal history. So this is a great way. And there's a there's an app. I don't remember what it was called, but somebody designed one specifically for realtors where you just put someone's phone number in and it runs a background check and everything. And so that's the one thing you can do is you can do that, that little check on yourself. And if everything comes back and it looks good, same name, same driver's license number, then you can say, okay, do me a favor. Would you just take a picture of that um, and then at first, and also ask them what kind of car you drive, what's the color, what's the license plate number. You write that down first and then say, okay, so do me a favor. If you would take out your driver's license, take a quick picture of that, and then take a picture of your, your vehicle and your license plate and just text that to me. And if all of a sudden, oh, I can't do that because my texting plan doesn't work. I don't know what's going on with my phone. My camera doesn't work. That's the red flag. When they can't do something that we all can do very readily, and they're 
you know, not doing it, that's when you need to be concerned about something like that. So that's the first rule is to identify uh, someone. And then some good safety practices would be that safety practice of having a buddy system with you is a great practice. So it's a good thing to do to have somebody with you. It increases your safety. On the uh, website, National Association of Realtors, I was very pleased to see way back in the day, there was not much stuff about safety. And I didn't know if if brokers or the association was concerned, we don't want to talk about these risks. We don't want to scare the realtors. But, you know, just so you know, and I, I asked the audience, I say, who do you think, when you think of all the different groups of workers, roofers and electricians and plumbers and real estate professionals and, and you know, all the different types of workers you can think of, who do you think is assaulted more than any other worker? And often someone will say, realtors? And I'm like, oh, no, goodness, no. The good news is no. I said, who do you think? And then someone will guess it. Police officers? And I say, yes. Now, here's my point. I love my profession. You are not going to talk me out of it. But I understand that I'm in the single most dangerous profession. No one's assaulted more than police officers. So officer safety is taught to us from the beginning. But because realtors are in high risk, you need some officer safety. So I've been very pleased to see that the National Association of Realtors now has some good safety information on their websites available. One of the videos they have is called the 10-second rule. And the way it works is that you're pulling up to the house that you're going to be doing your open house. You're showing. Take two seconds to look around. You're scanning the area to see if anything looks off. And then when you get out of your car, take two seconds and look around. See if, if everything's fine. As you're walking up, you're taking two seconds as you're making the approach to the door. Once you get to that door, you take a couple seconds. You look around, make sure it's still safe. You get the door open. Inside you go, and you take two seconds. Now, I understand why they're saying 10 seconds. Because people don't want to do things that are hard. And, and I think the point is, hey, it only takes 10 seconds. As far as when we should be aware of our surroundings, we need situational awareness in what's the highest risky times for sure. And that would be whenever you're leaving your vehicle, walking to a home, walking into a business or vice versa. When you're in what I call transitions, that's where something's likely to happen. But when you're on a, when you have an open house, well, people can just walk in. So one thing you might want to do in these open houses is go and uh, it's not only good business, but it's also just a good practice to go knock on the doors and say, hey, um, my name is Chris, and I'm going to be uh, on an open house next door. And so, hey, make sure to let your friends and family know. Here's my card. Uh, if uh, It'd be nice for you to know your neighbors. So let them know that this house is for sale. And, and by the way, and then you can do some marketing for yourself about if they are interested in selling. But you can also have them be your – remember you talked about that team, Ron? You're right. We can make the neighbors our team. So when you're going to go on an open house, you're going to knock on these doors around you and say, I'm going to be over there between this time. And by the way, if you hear something like this, man, that is going to be my clue that I need help. And if you'll pick up the phone and call 911, let the person know. And if you tell them you're going to be over there and that you're going to be at a certain time, they will pay attention. And another thing is, you want to make sure that you talk to the person before you go to show the before you sit on the open house and say, "Hey, do you have any locks on the back gate?" Oh, yeah, we do. Okay, for the open house, I'm going to need those unlocked, and we're going to be able to. to, to and well, if it's something I can lock again up, I will do it. 
but I need it unlocked for the showing in case we need to look around. So that's a good thing. So in case you need to escape out that back for some reason, and some people have some really good practices, even though it's an open house, they don't necessarily keep the door unlocked. They're kind of keeping an eye on people as they're coming up. And there's people who kept that door locked and just, they, they had their, their gut feeling and other people, brokers who have walked out again out of the open house when they felt something was really off. And there's just so many stories where people have listened to that gut feeling. But when you get inside the house, we want to open those curtains up. Not only is that better for the showing, the light and bright, but it gives what we call in crime prevention, natural surveillance. So people can see in. And if there's some problem, they could at least at a minimum call 911 or come to your aid. So it's really important to keep the blinds open, unlock the gate, walk through the property. If the you guys all heard about the people going in stealing medications, so you make sure you tell people get your medicine out of there, get your jewelry out of there, and and make sure at the end when you're locking up, no one's left in that house. Very good. Well, that is some great information. And, you know, no matter how long someone's been in the business, you know, September is Realtor Safety Month, and September is a great time to evaluate and refresh safety protocols. Absolutely. Well, and uh, we, we we need to get back uh, to home safely to, the, to everyone, uh, you know, when we're out showing homes and, you know, have a, a day full of uh, real estate uh, chores to do. We're, we're always glad to... Uh, to keep those safety tips in mind so we can get back to the ones that we love the most at home. Very true, Ron. Officer Bianas, it was great talking with you today, and we really appreciate your service and all that you do to keep us safe. Thank you. Oh, you bet. Thank you for having me on. Anything I can do to share some information, we'd love to do it. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, and we appreciate your service. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you. Take care. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us. And don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, we want to hear it. Email us at ask at welcometothetop.com and listen to hear it covered. We can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening and be sure to ask me why I vote, act, invest. Special thanks to our host, John Fernandez and Ron Leach. Producer, Bree Westbury. Audio engineer, Garrett Holton. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. And podcast administrator, Sean Offsall. Tune in next time and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.